be there. You were having fun. You were meeting new friends. I was just happy in general, right? Exactly. You could not... I hadn't entered my depressive state. Well, I mean, I don't think you entered reality. Yeah. Because in anybody's sane state of mind, being in a place like that with no windows, no freedom. But that's part of the mania. Welcome back to another Begotten Beauty podcast. I'm here with Kyle, and today we're going to discuss bipolar disorder, also known, well, formerly also known as manic depression. I briefly mentioned it in the very first podcast, but I wanted to devote this podcast to it entirely today. Uh, to clarify for me, manic is not in all cases of bipolar though right bipolar one is when you become a manic stage of bipolar yes manic meaning it lasts hyper tense hyperactive it's extreme it is extreme yes um mania episodes are severe enough to disrupt daily life they usually last uh between four and seven days they can last longer and they are um, often followed by a depressive state. Not always. Sometimes it can be a continued mania. And bipolar 2 has much less severe episodes. And they don't have mania or manic episodes. They have hypomania, which is sort of like a little bit getting distracted and things, but not to the excess that bipolar 1 is when they enter mania. I see. If that makes sense. Yes, it does. So, I'll actually give a brief little synopsis about bipolar 1 disorder. It is considered the most severe, and it's distinguishable by having at least one manic episode. I think I just said this actually, followed by manic or depressive episodes. So, bipolar 2 is less severe and usually does not involve hospitalization. That's the other thing. My, I had a manic episode... Uh, last for over two weeks and that was what put me in the hospital instigated mm -hmm. my hospital hospitalization yeah I because had, you weren't sleeping and you were I had talking, terrible funny, insomnia seeing things hearing things uh, right and they thought you may have been uh, schizophrenic yeah they thought weird. several things they thought schizophrenia multiple personality disorder a variety of different um psychoses but it ended up being bipolar i was in a manic episode of bipolar one disorder and the causes of bipolar one disorder are a couple of things various factors one being genetics alone i think somewhere on my dad's side of the family there might be some bipolar tendencies I'm not entirely sure. I think I mentioned that briefly in one of the episodes. And then... Mm. So it is hereditary. It can be, But yes. and it's strange because it seems... Uh, well, yeah, hereditary is a big thing. But it also seems, too, what people undergo uh, throughout their life... Correct. ...that triggers a, Stress a manic and trauma. Correct. episode. That's something else that's, that's a factor in uh, causes of bipolar disorder is definitely... Any kind of stressful situations. Um, and another thing is chemical imbalances in the brain, which I briefly touched on, I think, in the first episode. But I have had 
one heck of a time trying to balance chemicals in my brain, different levels for various things, hormones. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be wise to go ahead and give a past, a history of your medical situation, maybe on a later episode, just that way it can put it into perspective that uh, you did not just wake up and stub your toe and made you into a or forced you into having a bad day that then caused this manic uh, depression. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened in your life that you had no control over. Right. It was not self-induced. It wasn't uh, drug-induced. It wasn't... uh, We'll get into that on a different podcast. Yes, today was just kind of uh, an episode devoted to bipolar disorder okay. in general and just yeah. kind of bringing more awareness to it and kind of saying where I'm at in my journey because I want to be very candid and um, and document this like where I'm at in my journey mm. with this disorder it's really hard right now I'm definitely struggling I'm having really rough mornings I'm lacking motivation I'm being mornings are tough yeah they the you look like you get hit by a train yeah. or a bus whichever and I'm you prefer definitely but. i'm definitely in a depressive state you look good right sure. now you look good in the morning too oh, thank you it's just you've got a glaze kind of uh like a heaviness over your your eyes like my god this is going to be a rough day and then you wake yes. up you kind of snap out of it but uh i see it, a routine is very helpful going to bed at a certain mm-hmm. time waking up at a certain time that's the only thing keeping me level-headed i yeah. think is the routine yeah, yeah. it's just going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, um, doing something like trying to have tea or coffee at the same time. It's very, very strange what it does to the brain, but it routine is of the utmost importance to a bipolar candidate because our brain is constantly looking for something and it's, it's constantly like right on the cusp of racing it's the most bizarre sensation like this lithium that i'm currently on is keeping my my mind for the most part from doing that but it you know it still skips it's really really crazy how you feel it wanting to come back on i feel like my my mind is going to like explode with like thought and like and see that's what you struggled with path. when you went through your episode yeah. your thoughts would just go crazy would and go crazy constantly... and now i can't i have nothing there's mm. nothing there it's like holding a, a horse in in the like a horse at a horse race in the gate kind of trapped in the gate ready to like explode out and start running that's exactly what i feel like i feel like all my thoughts are just kind of like contained but they're not accessible huh it's really bizarre so that's something I'm trying to And that's from the lithium. I believe so. I don't know what else it could be from because it's lithium is designed to keep you from mania, but also help stabilize you enough to where you don't dip into these depressive states. It doesn't always successfully help with depression because it is m- mostly intended for mania. Okay. So I definitely feel that side effect or that that effect of the medication so that's really strange to me and uh, I don't know it maybe it does add to my depression because I always I always kind of had my mind to fall back on and know oh I'm sure something's off 
-hmm. with you so it has to lead to some type of um disease disease uh stress and you know what follows through with that i mean you're not just an, an apathy ap i'm de i'm depressed about it i guess yeah. i'm sad yeah, you're not normal you're not the mm -hmm. normal sarah that you're used to right. i mean even the normal sarah may have been the manic one but that again that's what your brain has developed to be used to that's right your so norm. now i'm restructuring everything mm -hmm. i know about myself yeah and that's hard. Yeah, for sure. You still seem to be on top of the ball. Like, you don't, I mean, I don't know what, obviously, how you feel inside, but the outer presence of you seems to be uh, on cue. You can think clearly. Like, the website, you put that together quickly, you know. I have but moments. I don't see the struggles. I, like, a couple of having. hours I have here and there where I can successfully accomplish a task. Okay, so there's a time zone you got to work within. Yes. You're finding. Yes, I feel like I'm having these mood swings of productivity and lethargy. Uh, does does that CBD and THC have any effect? The one-to-one. -one. Does that help? I find it does, but it also doesn't. It, with the, the depression or like oh, with, with whatever? Feeling, so it helps with the feeling depressed. I definitely don't feel as depressed feel a lot more lighthearted, but I don't necessarily always feel productive, which is frustrating because... I don't think weed's ever been a productive drug to it, take. Well, for me it has. Has it? Oh. Yeah, in the I know past, it isn't for me, man. If I take that stuff, I want to fall the past, asleep on the couch. In the past, I've consumed cannabis, especially the one-to-one -one or CBD, and it's helped take like that edge that I have off, mm. de-stress me, and it it, it opens up this whole window of opportunity for me to start performing things. Okay. And, and you I, don't get that effect on it now? Not necessarily, no. Strange. Nothing. Nothing is really Lithium is some working. heavy stuff. It is, for me, at least. Caffeine, and it's crazy. Not even drinking coffee makes me feel like, yay. I feel like the exact same. It is so Weird. strange. Yeah. Like nothing. And I think that that's a side effect you lose you just lose uh i don't know yeah you lose motivation you move lose drive you probably lose drive. well and the things yeah the things the that being. once but made you happy or that worked for you just don't work for you anymore and yeah and that that could be a side effect of the bipolar disorder and the lithium so it's really mm -hmm. well i mean after the episode that you had taken place uh with last month yes uh, and i was actually in, hospitalized for two weeks a little over two weeks mm -hmm. that's what i was getting at um even if you let it run its course and didn't take lithium uh the come down on something that, like that would be horrible mm-hmm because with every huge high follows a huge low. Oh, terrible. It's the yin a and the yang. Massive crash. Night follows the day. Yeah. You know, I mean, you would have had this huge crash of depression because you were nothing but happy. Happy, yes. happy, happy. Nothing Grandiose could put you down. Grandiose thoughts, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the, uh, one cloud, of the key. Cloud nine. Yep. Uh, and then. Here, I'll actually read. I, I have here some of the uh, the symptoms. I experienced all of these. This uh, this is the list that I've, I've compiled. I have here 
the decreased need for sleep, which is an under-exaggeration. I absolutely did not sleep at all. I would take these 10-20 minute power naps is what I would call them. Mm. Maybe once a day, if not every couple of days. And I seriously went without a night of sleep for mm. nearly two weeks. Yes. It was terrible. I had terrible insomnia. Racing thoughts is one. That's also... Um, it leads to the racing speech or speaking really, really quickly. Oh, okay. Yes. You remember, I really, you know, like oh, yeah. start talking 100 miles an hour. Yep. Excessive energy or hyperactivity, reckless and risky behaviors, grandiose ideas, easily distracted, unfinished tasks, and hypersexuality, which I believe I mentioned that in the first episode as well. And... The, so these are the symptoms of mania and these were the symptoms I was experiencing this is what I I think that they finally concluded with me I think about day four or so of my hospitalization um, for being a bipolar one disorder candidate and remind me how did you they come up from the idea because they at first they thought you may have been schizophrenic because right. you were hearing voices you and were having hallucinations, and, correct, yeah. and those dissipated. So, and that was because you were catching up on your sleep. I started sleeping. And again, what did the doctor? They asked you something, a few questions, and it helped them decide whether or not you were schizophrenic. I think it's that... because you weren't two people. You knew who you were. Right, I knew who I was, and I would, I would give give them the same answers over and over again to different people, and my. It was my stories were consistent. Okay, and schizophrenic people do not know exactly who I they are. I believe so. They think they're multiple personalities, or they have multiple personalities. I think personalities. that they see or experience multiple. Interesting. Yeah, multiple yeah. people of personalities. That, okay, yeah. But as far as like the first, uh, right off the bat, signs looked schizophrenic because you would hear things, see things, uh, talk like out of the blue, random facts. Uh, right. And. So, yeah, just it's amazing that that all stemmed from sleep deprivation, I guess. Yes. Catch up on some sleep and you were back to go, good to go. Yes. How do you feel when you look back on that Sarah versus the now Sarah that's got you I and miss your head the, together? I miss the fun, excited Sarah. Do you? The one that would. Sure. But do you think, can you put your mind back into the thought process that you had then? And I believe I can, yeah. Okay. Do you think at all, like, man, that was some crazy thinking. How did I think like yes, that? Sure. Or does it kind of make sense yet? You it, both. Both is as, like, wow, I can't believe I let it get to that point. I should have slept. And then, B, I understand how I reached those conclusions. But then I also wow. was, like, thinking... How is it possible that I reached those conclusions? Did I really go that far out? Yeah. It's not like a blackout drunk or you're no, high on there some are... drug that's put you through the cloud nine and you come down and you forgot what you went right. through. You can actually height, remember that. I can. I think at the height of the mania, when they were starting to give me sedatives to try and get me to sleep, I blacked out during that time because I don't really recall speaking to certain people. There's like a two-day window at the very beginning of my hospitalization that's very 
very fuzzy that I, I remember very little, if any, of. Wow. And then after that, I remember around the 4th. Okay. The fourth day that I was admitted, yeah. or the third day, I started really remembering. Do you or remember being the aware. conversations we'd have on the phone? I remember most of them, yes. Do you? Mm hmm. You constantly had something to do. I can remember that being odd for me. I'd call you, and I knew that you were in this facility in a room with not much to do. I know, do. but I didn't. What did I have to do? I don't know. That was the weird thing for me to. I, and I knew something was up because we would talk for maybe a minute, and then you'd say, I have to go. Well, what do you have to do? Um, I have to go do something, or I right. have to go write something down. And yeah, yeah, you, you were so busy, but yet there was nothing. My mind to was do. still racing. And I remember I the... filled up the three journals. Yeah. With the stuff that I was thinking, it was insane. Like I couldn't stop it. Yeah, and the doctors would would tell me that the objective is to get you back into having linear conversation and linear thoughts and. Uh, I've seen how it, you started coming back slowly, but it was like one day, it was almost the same day. I think I talked to you in the the morning, and again, you were like 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. You said you'd slept. Then I talked to the nurse, and they said that you did not sleep. And Sarah, did you oh, sleep? Oh, I slept maybe two hours, but not maybe. the actual eight that they okay. wanted me, right? Yeah, and then it, and then though. I'm going to let you go back to what you were going to say, but later on that same day, I think you kind of started to come back to uh, normal Sarah because you, you'd said how bad. And what day was this? Was this the. Oh boy, I don't know. Maybe the like fourth day of being well, in I there. I was to say fourth or fifth. You started to complain about being there. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge re relief because the first other days you were completely just happy to be there you were having fun you were meeting new friends happy in general, right? exactly you could not... i hadn't entered my depressive state well i mean i don't think you entered reality yeah. because in anybody's sane state of mind being in a place like that with no windows no freedom but that's part of the mania exactly is, you make fun like... with wherever right. wherever you're at and what situation you're in your brain just doesn't stop right uh so then yeah when you came down and you said you wanted out, or you asked, you started to ask when you were going to get out. Uh, and that was good. It's like, okay, Sarah's getting bored. She probably, she wants to come back home. That's a good sign. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you feel like, though, on those days before you got to the point where you wanted to get out? What was, what was that like for you? I mean, because... It was really hard to stay busy. But I you started were becoming busy. bored. Okay, no, I'm talking about before you started to get bored. Can you remember what you were thinking about? I, gosh, I would, I'd think about how I was playing connect the dots. I was, like, connecting dots in my mind of thoughts that were, like, past, and I was connecting them to, like, present thoughts. What were your thoughts about Elon Musk? My thoughts about Elon Musk specifically? The reality that you were putting together. Elon Musk having some ties with, do you remember the, like, out of this world? Just curious. Some of the things you talk, talked about were... Did they make sense at all? Well, in a false reality, yeah. I mean, they. it's like 
reading the script from Star reality. Wars, it right. would make sense. Okay. Or reading the Matrix script, like yeah, you can tell it's I not think reality, that that's what it but was. it makes sense. It was like a story. I'd write different stories. Very in depth story, and it, again, it played out perfect. I mean, you could put it into a screen roll, and it would. End I don't up being remember a that specifically, hit. but I'm sure I have it written down somewhere. In your diary, mm -hmm. we should dive into that and check it out. I don't know if it'll make sense to me now. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I'm in more like a depressive state now. I feel apathetic. I have slightly increased appetite. Yeah. Crying spells, suicidal thoughts. Still? Yeah. So I'm just trying to push through. Did you have suicidal thoughts today? Not too bad today but two days ago i did what do terribly. you what do you mean by suicidal thoughts I'm just wanting to end it okay do you think like how you're going to end it or i do and what is it that's usually i think about overdosing or i think about cutting my wrist or something hmm but you don't actually consider it. It's just a thought, right? Yes. I mean, no. a thought's bad enough, but. No, sometimes I really have to like freeze myself. You know, like, you I'll should sit. probably tell me when you have these thoughts, or you call someone. I thought you were. Isn't there something on the desk that uh, the hotline? Yeah, but the the thing is, is it's not. There's that's the thing about having suicidal thoughts especially when you feel like this is talking to someone isn't really what you're looking for and it isn't a solution to how you feel it's not it's not a loneliness and i want to i want to end it it's a i don't like the way that i feel and i've been feeling this way for a long time and i want to end it hmm. and conversation isn't going to just well, i think you'd you should probably probably bring that up to my attention the next time you start to feel uh, suicidal. I mean... Yeah, I just don't talk about it. Yeah, that's not... I don't think the right thing to do at this point. You should probably let somebody know, let me know, or call someone, or do something about it. I had no idea. I can tell when you're feeling down, and I try to cheer you up, but uh, that's a big... that's a big thing to start thinking about suicide. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even bigger well, when you start to consider it. and then feeling guilty about the bad good. decisions that I made when I was manic, like spending money and... Well, yeah, but that's all stuff that's behind us. And that's sure. not you. Clearly made a big mistake. That's not something to beat yourself up about. Um, that's easy, you know. The money mm -hmm. spending part, that, who cares? Now we just know that uh, we need to keep an eye on that probably yes. let people know definitely manic behavior creates a depression state that a lot of times uh you want to spend money you want to yes. say what what gets it to that point like why do you feel because you just feel money's just going to solve the, the world problem and you you can just man like manifest that reality that the money will be there okay so you don't even think about the repercussions after no. you spend the money that you're going to have a bill coming up at the, at the end of the month. I think you do in the back of your mind. You just don't. It's not a priority. It's not something that you have 
Um, I think that's it's amazing because remember that show we watched on Netflix, um, that that manifestation show, The Secret, and they mm -hmm. talk about manifesting things you want. Um, that really sat with you. That was it did resonated I, with your. Uh, I still believe in that fully, yeah. but I just I I think at the height of some of those episodes. I wasn't utilizing manifestation correctly, maybe. I see it almost like a you justify you your justify decisions everything. because you're thinking by me acting out on what I want to buy is manifesting more money. Because right. you had and said for that some people, before maybe too. Maybe that works. Ar but... What's the word? Arigato in, ar arigato out. Oh yeah, no. The more you spend, the more you can make. Remember. And I think that was probably your manic that was just making you like it. There was things that you were watching that you were able to comprehend in a way that fed your money spending in a negative way. Because mm -hmm. I do believe in manifestation and I do believe that the more you hold on to money and the less you want to spend, the less you're going to attract in your life the less wealth because you're just like a uh, a scrooge that doesn't want to give but in order to receive you have to have that you have to be willing to give too mm -hmm. so yeah i think um those movies and those shows those documentaries they make sense but your manic it was it's really amazing to see how the brain was able to uh turn like twist reality and perception to feed this uh addiction to spend yeah it, it's amazing mm -hmm. but i think you're doing great i'm sorry that you've had suicidal thoughts and i'm sorry that they're they're still coming on i wish there was something like what are you eating i mean is there something we can change in your diet that's going to do anything because you know yeah. someone's going to say, "Yeah, well, what is she eating? She's eating fast food all the time." I mean, I'm you have sure a pretty I'm clean diet. I'm trying to incorporate maybe more B vitamins, but I do oh, take a, a lot of B vitamins. To the mask. Uh, to the um, I'm, I consume fruit daily, primarily pineapple, but yeah. I'm having pineapple, strawberries, mangoes. I'm eating vegetarian i eat like you drink I like clean soup. purified water yeah uh you don't use a microwave uh i have like split pea soup tomato soup and it's like all organic um i have vegan chili sometimes rice maybe rice isn't the best thing but god rice is so good and it's easy it's very easy have you mentioned before that what it did to your digestive and your diet by being admitted in the hospital did we mention that before in any of the podcasts no but i will make a thing about that okay yeah not to interrupt i see you've got notes i'm gonna let you finish your i just show. wanted to spout off a few things about bipolar disorder some of the treatments uh, for bipolar disorder involve mood stabilizers like lithium which is what i'm currently taking Antipsychotics, benzodiazepines, antidepressants, and electroconvulsive therapy. I should probably wait. 
electrocompulsive therapy. What is that? Like shock therapy? I think so. Some of the treatments that I am currently taking for bipolar disorder are lithium, which is a mood stabilizer, and an antipsychotic Seroquel. I'm trying to wean off of the Seroquel. I don't really like the way I feel with that one. It makes me feel kind of heavy. Um, there's other medications, benzodiazepines, which are like light tranquilizers. There's antidepressants. And then electroconvulsive therapy. And you were going to ask what that was, so I was going to read what that was. It says here on WebMD, Despite its scary reputation, electroconvulsive therapy, also known as ECT, is a safe and effective treatment for both manic and depressive symptoms. ECT is often used to treat severe forms of depression or mania in bipolar 1 disorder when medicines may not be effective or likely to work fast enough to bring symptom relief. So it must be like a light shock therapy. Interesting. Maybe that's what I should have. Hmm. Shock some sense into me. That's not funny. Well, there's a 100, 120 volts all throughout the house, so... So some of the habits I've tried incorporating into my, uh, my lifestyle and I hope that maybe we'll help someone else, especially that's struggling with this type of mental health or something similar to it, um, are some of the following things, like taking my meds and at the same time every morning and every evening, uh, writing, writing down about how I feel, even if it sounds ridiculous. Writing has actually been a wonderful tool in helping me heal and... Um, I'd like to do more of it. Having a routine, especially a daily routine, has been something I've been really struggling with trying to maintain, but I mean little things, like again, the meds at the same time every day, eating at the same time every day, drinking coffee, having tea at the same time. That helps me, um, you know, not, not not have a purpose, I suppose. Um, having someone or some people that are a team to help hold you accountable to guard against risk. I have Kyle, my husband. He helps um, keep me kind of on on an even keel and has taken the reins on everything really as I try and manage how I'm feeling and get on some sort of a normal schedule. And um, a more normal mood. Mm -hmm. And something else is I've avoided alcohol. I highly recommend avoiding alcohol just because it is so depressive. And mm -hmm. if you're battling um, depressive swings, I don't think drinking is going to help you at all. In my personal opinion. Yeah. yeah and you've never been a heavy drinker. Mm -mm. Since we've been married. We've been married for 10 years. <laughs> it was before. You were in high college, right. but uh, you never drank more than maybe four beers a night. Like, that was a big drink for you. Yeah, that was a heavy that night. That was a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you wouldn't drink again for a month if you did. I think I was the influence. If, any, if anything, it was my fault. If you did drink, we'd go out to a restaurant for dinner and right. like, you'd get a margarita. But... Oh, I love margaritas. Well, I used to. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So 
alcohol. Tequila is not a good thing for me. Tequila, tequila. Don't drink any of that stuff. And then managing just some self-care. I, I've been trying, I mean, like, my gosh, dressing myself or taking a shower is, is currently taking everything. That is so strange. For me to do, yeah. Just having the, the desire to do anything is really hard right now. Uh, yesterday, when we went for a walk, Walks you seemed to enjoy helpful. that. Yes. We had some sunshine, finally, and we went for a walk outside around mm -hmm. this beautiful hill called Tubbs Hill, and that was really, really nice. Yeah, we start from the house, walk down mm -hmm. around the lake, around the mountain, and then we have a view of the lake, uh, maybe a two-mile hike, I'd imagine. Uh, a nice, healthy loop. Right. Uh, the trail was iced over, so it got exciting on a couple of corners. Yes, it was a little treacherous there. But well, I'll tell you, I think from what I see, you're handling it very well. Thank you. I know... What's inside has got to be absolutely fucking hell, but... Uh, it will pass. Yeah. Oops. I didn't mean to do that. I hit the mic on accident. That's okay. It's there for a reason. What else you got written down in your booklet? That's it. That's it? That's all I've got for today. Any final words for people that are undergoing the same thing? Hang in there. It's freaking hard. Mm. Some days. Especially, like, this past week has been really difficult for me. I've really struggled. And in, and I feel for those people that, that go through things like this. Like, the empathy that you gain and the perspective that you gain when you feel these lows and you really feel them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, when you make it through, it becomes a superpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you will. You can really understand people. It's not much longer. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this podcast. I appreciate the support and the listens. And uh, we'll be back again for another one.